This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Dog Boy, Den of Thieves by Bill Meeks. Available now on the Amazon Kindle, iBooks, or for the Barnes & Noble Nook. And find out more at dogboyadventures.com. What did Rumpelstiltskin tell you about this thing? I'm not afraid of you or your gun. And not just because I don't know what it is. Shall we demonstrate? The box. What is it? It's magic. Which you're only going to destroy anyway, so why do you even care? Because our boss wants to know. Your boss? You don't even know what this is all about. Or who you're really working for. Peter Pan. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie D. Simone. And this is when the fun begins. Woo-hoo! Namely, it's that time that we take out of the week every week to talk about Once Upon a Time. Even, How you d- oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, even if it's a day late. It is a day late a, and a buck short. But I'm say. currently writing the report. Um, that's an old time Let's song reference. <laughs> No, but I, I I was feeling a little under, under the weather last night, so we went ahead and moved the recording to tonight. But I did go ahead and contact the winners of our contest last night. I think I've got everybody, actually, all five of you. Um, I, I go, we'll go ahead and announce it here. Uh, they each won a free digital copy of my new novel, uh, which is out everywhere now, uh, Dog Boy Den of Thieves. And without further ado, and the winners are, and if you were on Twitter, you already saw this, but I'll do a drum roll anyway. There we go. At Ann Ann Lee, underscore Ann Lee, at Mora... <laughs> I can't talk. Uh, well, Twitter names aren't exactly yeah. the easiest in the Moraha world. Moraha, underscore S, at Rick Rack, at Angela, underscore, underscore K. I got in trouble uh, with that. that's right, the two underscores. <laughs> and at Jasper Ann. And I believe I've got a hold of all of you, or you, you guys all got a hold of me, and I sent you your free copies of the book in PDF, Moby, and EPUB, depend- whatever uh, you use to read it. Um, so uh, we'd like to thank uh, everyone for tweeting out Team Bill Meeks last week <laughs> to enter the contest. And uh, just to tell you a little bit about the book, uh, it did go on sale this past week. It's a young adult-ish novel. Um, it, it's called Dog Boy Den of Thieves. It's basically um, – I, and I think someone did a really good job of describing it this week when they were talking to me about it. It's a combination of Hardy Boys – and Kick A, which uh, you can fill in the A with that popular movie that had a sequel this past year. But it, it, it's about a 13-year-old uh, boy uh, superhero uh, named Bronson Black who uh, moves to uh, a new bigger city, Colta City, with his mysterious Uncle Randolph. And while he's there, he pursues a life as a superhero using a bunch of magic tricks his father left him, as well as a strange precognitive ability. And while he uh, lives in Colta City, he works at a magic shop called the old curiosity shop with his buddy mr horam he hangs out at school with cindy uh the other girl who's on the av uh, department with him and he fights andrus and his guild of thieves but i just wanted to go ahead and take a minute right up here at the top give you a little bit of uh information about the book and say that if you want to buy it 
It, like I said, it's out for sale. That's tomorrow. really what we're going for. Here. Yeah, this is the this sales. This is our pitch. sponsor this week. <laughs> yes, uh, but uh, you can you can find information, links to all the online stores at dogboyadventures.com, or you can just go search Dogboy Meeks on Amazon or something, and you'll find me. And uh, you know uh, those people that won this week. I hope you enjoy it. And if go be- review it, yeah, that's what yeah. he's really getting at. That, that's the thing. It's if a you, good book. It's a good book. If you pick it up, if you like it, even if you don't, just go and review it. Just uh, as long people talking about it looks better than people not you know although i've got a couple of really good reviews up there uh so far but uh yeah i guess that's it i guess we should get into uh what we are, we're actually what we're really here for about, which is this week's episode of we've Mars already Liquid. lost 17 listeners possibly very okay, possibly though. but uh, a really good episode this week why don't you go ahead and <laughs> okay. give us the summary and we'll get started all right <clears throat> greetings from storybrook that forgotten town a place unprotected until bell's dome comes down Amahook and Bay hunt for Bay's fighter, but the boys come to blows over Bay's Zippo lighter. The old tale of Pan gets further fleshed out, what with those British strangers knocking about. And for Henry, Pan's plan is as easy to swallow, all in this week's episode, Dark Hollow. I would say you said Bay's fighter, it was Pan's fighter. What, did I really? Yes, you did. It's fine, though. Uh, it's fine, though. We've corrected it, and it's not... We've too- corrected it. <laughs> How have we corrected We're it? We're on record as saying that it was supposed to be Pan's fighter. So, uh, Epic I, fail. Just uh, right off the top, uh, what'd you think of this episode? I loved it. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? Yes. Thank you, darling. <laughs> thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and obviously we will be devoting a yes, big section but I'm just to saying. the darlings. We called it. Yes, definitely. We're good at calling it. We are very good at calling it. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, first of all, I think the probably the most important thing uh, to come out of this episode is we get to see uh, Pandora's box, which is the object that uh, Rumpel was sending Ariel after. That's awesome. Storybrook. And all I could think was the Pandorica opens. <laughs> oh, from Doctor Who? <laughs> Especially since we were doing <laughs> the Doctor Who special yes, we will, in uh, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, the the special edition of greetings the from Storybrooke about Day of the Doctor. Completely unrelated, but the Pandorica. Well, yeah, we got to tease it, you know? It's we got to tease in a couple it. Weeks, it's coming and up. We're, we're, we're literally going to watch the episode and sit down to do the recordings. So it, we'll probably forget stuff. Well, I mean, it's also probably a good idea for us to say right now. Uh, we're going to watch the thing, come downstairs and yeah, so, record. So get in with those emails and those voicemails right after you watch it, because we're going to be recording right after. Right. So. And, well, we're probably going to be watching it a few hours after mm-hmm. it airs. So you have like an hour. Yeah, you have you have until <laughs> probably 9 p.m. Uh, the, Eastern. The, the day it airs. Eastern. Eastern, the day it airs. But anyway, Pandora's box. Uh, do you oh, think sorry. Do you think there's anything in it right now? Or totally. Do you, you think? Yeah. What do you think? I have no it? idea. I, they did say uh, the, the universe's what? greatest evil. Yes, all of the darkest evils. Um, I think I saw somewhere that it was Rumpelshadow. Like, but how would Rumble Shadow of cro- well? I mean, crossing realms for a shadow is probably not much. But how did it get in the box? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, Rumple already knew it was there and everything too. Well, he so. would. Yeah, but th- that doesn't mean it's the only thing in there. I don't mm-hmm. think um, my very minimal knowledge of Pandora's box is mm-hmm. it can hold a lot of evil things, not just one evil thing. Yeah, but the whole uh, biggest evil or whatever it sounds a lot like the the the, big the terminology they use to describe Pan. A lot too. So I, I'm wondering if. So he's going to capture Pan. Well, I'm wondering if maybe there, maybe there was some sort of evil in it. It got released, and that's what turned Pan bad. And oh. then maybe 
they, that's what they have to put back into the box Maybe. in order to, you know, save the day. They, save the day. Sorry. <laughs> save Henry. Hashtag save Hashtag Henry. Hashtag save Henry. Make it happen. <laughs> um, Hashtag brands. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, but, we're punch drunk tonight. I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, also, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious as to how Rumpel got Pandora's box. In, he's in, the dark one. But that's also. Uh, and he pulled everything from everywhere when the curse hit. Actually, uh Speaking of, uh, do you think he Rumple knows anything really about Eric since Eric's button was in his shop, or do you think that was just that could just be a thing, just another object that I he happened to have lying around? He didn't seem very one way or the other with the whole Eric situation, mm-hmm. so I don't think. And even if he does know something about Eric, it's not excuse me anything exciting mm-hmm. or anything I think that we should be concerned about at this point. Well, it could be another one of those situations that we already saw. Was it? Uh, was it Regina or Rumple where at some point a new character? Oh yeah, it was uh, the tank episode when when Emma's like, okay, what did you do to her? Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always like that, and it's, I'm sure they just made some mm-hmm. small r- random deal. Did you make him meet his parents or something? Oh, God, ew. <laughs> Titus Andronicus, let's, Shakespeare. Let's not let's not go there. <laughs> um, so Belle, what happened to her when they left? Yeah, she, she seemed like a has been a bad A the entire time. Mm-hmm. Especially while she was smart as a whip. Yeah, she really is, but she was just like I don't know, like a little middle school girl who just got dumped. Mm-hmm. She was like, they didn't need me. Like, dude, you just saved the whole town pretty much. Kind of. Well, I I, I mean I, I think might have some of that might might have had to do with the fact that everyone was running up to her looking for answers like right after two. So she right. really didn't even have a lot of time to, to process. process it well, and be- she before had just, having to say out loud, yeah, I probably just sent the guy I love off to die. Well, she just got her memory back. Yeah, this is true, too. Like, wasn't that like five minutes before that scene? Yeah, yeah. A lot happened in the season finale. So she had a lot going on. I can <laughs> mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah, when it, when everyone ran up, even, but, I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, because, yeah, they almost destroyed the town. Yeah, I was, it was a nice flashback for us. But it was not really flashback, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. It just seemed that even when she, you know, busted out the curse, not curse, spell and mm-hmm. everything, and everybody's telling her, no, you need to do this. You were entrusted with it, which means, you know, she still was just like, meh. And Grumpy's like, you might want to believe a little harder. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. Well, the Blue Fairy, uh, you could tell, was definitely very uncomfortable being involved with Rumple's magic well, of in course. any sense. Of course, because they're two different sides of magic yeah. most of the time, to the best of our knowledge. We still <laughs> need some more history lessons on that behind the blue fairy. behind behind the blue fairy. <laughs> um but sorry my computer is it just isn't my fault. oh no it's totally but um, it, it was no but smile a little and eat the burger <laughs> eat the burger that really bothered me i'm like mm-hmm. you have to eat you're insulting granny let's not insult a woman who uses a crossbow plus it, it did feel a little bit like she was kind of defining her self-worth we're through in, him through him too and which isn't very bell no not at all like not at all at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was nice when she had a purpose, but she even still became Debbie Downer. Like, I have uh, at one point um, written that Ariel is, like, supreme optimist versus Belle's, <laughs> like, queen of the pessimist. There's a gray cloud over my head. What's a gun? <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I don't know what it is. Um, 
that was, which that was fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you she know just what? needed to get her mm-hmm. head out of her butt, basically. And, you know, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I I happen to think about during the course of this episode. When are we going to get the Avengers of Disney princesses together on Once Upon a Time? Ugh. Snow, uh, Snow, Ariel, Belle, Cinderella. I want more Cinderella, um, no matter what. Just like I, I, I can just see them all like rolling down the the streets of Storybrook, like to you well, know deal out some get, get some Mulan and Aurora. Well, yeah, into Mulan that. and Aurora. Yeah, it, the Disney and, and princesses we, are massive. And then we have the, the basically the Avengers. We have everybody, including uh, the bow and arrow expert. <laughs> uh, We've got everything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That'd be cool. I'm not even very mm-hmm. like Avengery. Yeah, truly, but, I just. Tell my children Disney to assemble. Prince, Disney Princess Avengers Assemble. <laughs> it would be pretty awesome. It would be hilarious. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, and this is my point E on our dock here, but I'll go ahead and address it now. Jump it. Yeah. It, it, it was just really nice seeing, seeing Story Storybrooke Brooke. again. Yeah. Seeing Archie and the Blue Fairy. And, oh, Archie. And, it was you know, precious. You know what? If memory serves, I believe that uh, uh, Archie and uh, the Blue Fairy, this was probably taped uh, within a week or so of us meeting, meeting them, them at Dragon Con, which oh. is kind of cool too. Oh, so, we still, hey, now we can recontact him. Yes, we should. Preach. We definitely should. Yes, that would be awesome. Sorry, was that the end of your point? <laughs> no, uh, that oh. was the end of, that was the end of my <laughs> point, point, half of your point. But okay, so it, it appears to me, yes, that the Great Shipping War of 2013 is at a, at an end for this half season. I'm calling it. Yeah, that that that's my impression. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I still obviously have my choice of the shipping. Swan yeah. it, it, it was almost in that scene between Emma and Hook. They almost should have just turned to the camera and said, okay, we'll get back to this later. <laughs> kind of right. like out to the audience. Uh, yeah. But it, it definitely makes sense from a character perspective. Uh, you know, they have like more important know. things to be worried about. That's the thing. And, mm-hmm. well, there was even the point, And, you know, I can see it going either way, even though, you know, I have my side. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point where I think it was – I think Neil said to her that, you know, if Henry's the best thing that comes out of us being together, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I was like, that's good. That's good. Unfortunately, I think both him and Hook are just pulling out all of the I'm going to be the nice guy and not pressure you stops. But see, then they almost compromised the entire mission there fighting over the darn lighter. They were acting like middle school boys. Yeah. It was really kind of pathetic. Mm-hmm. And then they almost died. But I still think, uh, based on what Emma said, that Hook will eventually win the day. Because, you know, she she noticed uh, it, it was kind of, if you've ever played, uh, I know Anne-Marie hasn't, but anyone out there, if you've ever played the Walking Dead game Ooh. by Telltale, it, it, it was uh, one of those situations where when Hook told her about Neil still being out there, I, a little text on the screen would have come up saying, mm-hmm. Emma will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, nice, because you know uh, all the decisions you make in that game affect how the game plays out, oh. and it seems like that was a very important decision moment for Hook. And if he ends up in a romantic capacity with Emma after, obviously after they save Henry, yeah, can we get back to Storybrooke? Uh, obviously, after they hashtag save Henry, then uh, <laughs> then I, I think that's going to have a quite a bit to do with it. But yeah, we're probably about done with the shipping stuff until next half season. I'd Until assume. next episode when something crazy happens something that we crazy weren't expecting. Ha- Neil and Hook start making out. Oh! <laughs> 
sorry, sorry. That was just a little extreme for me. A little me. too much. A little too much. A <laughs> little too much. So um, let's just completely jump that topic and go, welcome back, darlings. Yes. I've missed you. Yes, I was so – and we were talking about this, uh, you know – Can since- we ship some darlings? <laughs> Like together? No. No, God, no. I don't know. Maybe one of them can replace Eric, the dude with the glasses and Ariel. I don't know. Then she could she could uh, adapt to adopt his uh, sense of style and become hipster mermaid. Yeah, yeah. You've seen that one, (laughs) hipster Ariel with the glasses. Oh, definitely. Uh, There there were people cosplaying as hipster Ariel at uh, Dragon Con. Oh, I missed all the good stuff. Um, but okay. So how are they talking? How is Pan and the boys communicating quickly? Mm-hmm. Like we said this last season, um, about, you know, the checking out the diamond and they like instantly knew what it did and how it operated. Yeah. Like, how? I, I don't know. There, there are two, or uh, two solutions to All this right, I can see. One, it's the shadow going back and forth. Okay. Uh, which would also explain why once they've decided to plot against Pan, that Pan doesn't find out because now uh, the good guys have captured a shadow, so the shadow oh. can't run. Okay. On communications. Two, there's a mermaid going back and forth, uh, giving, giving communications. Oh, you well, think I mean, he controls was- another mermaid. Well, I, I we know that didn't he send those mermaids after the ship at the in the first episode? It's possible, but mermaids are also just untrustworthy. Yeah, yeah, they're a little untrustworthy. But uh, mermaids and Pan were always, or mermaids were always great fans of Pan. This is true uh, in the original story. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was sending a mermaid to you know make contact with people. That's true. That's true. Okay. But yeah, I, I was glad they finally looped back around to this because it seemed <clears throat> we were talking about this. It was too brief. This, it was too brief. But it it totally seemed like what they've done with a lot of characters uh, where they've just kind of just barely touched on them enough to place them in the original story and then kind of abandon that plot line to move on to something else. Like Cinderella? Exactly. How do you abandon Cinderella? I'm still bitter. But, but it, 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 it was really nice to have, see it come loop back around and become a major part of the plot again. But what with the John and Michael in Storybrooke and then Wendy in Neverland? I'm so happy. Not, I mean, because it sounds weird to say, I'm so happy that Wendy was in the box. But <laughs> I'm so happy that she looks like she's been tortured for a couple hundred years. I know. Oh, Wendy opens it. Am I free? Not yet, dear. Oh, <laughs> I felt so bad. And then her horrible Yeah, she had those, just those big dark circles under her eyes and everything. She's like one of like the feral children that they leave in the basement in a cage or something. I, I guess this is 100% on screen confirmation that Wendy's England was normal England, though, right? No. How is that? Because of the boys? Yeah, because of the boys. Oh. No. Because, because been- they were in the real world. They were in the real world, but um, anything. I'm, assu- I'm assuming what's been happening they, is Pan's been bringing them back to Neverland until he needs them there again. I wondered. Mm-hmm. I wondered because that was actually one of my things is how is he keeping them so young? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're you know a handful of years older mm-hmm. than Wendy. But that's – I mean they're a significant 10 plus years older than they were when she was that age. Yeah. So they've been, you know, in real world or mm-hmm. excuse me, um anywhere other than Neverland mm-hmm. for at least 10 years. Yeah. Not I, necessarily consecutively. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe Pan sent them back from Neverland when Storybrooke showed up in the real world. That But that, that would be 28 years. This is true. I well I don't I don't know. Michael looked almost 30 and he was the younger one, wasn't he? He wasn't 2. Yeah. He was like 5. This is true. 
I don't know. It's I don't hard know. To, it's, it's hard, hard to, to tell say. with hipsters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> plus, one thing I was kind of also wondering mm-hmm. if if they are from our London, from the real world London or uh-huh. the real world of the show. Why why did no one ever notice that there was a record of a darling family? And I think I've mentioned this before when we've been theorizing about it, but now it's like hard fact in right. the show. Why did no one notice that there was a, a John and Wendy and everyone else darling in the in the same time period that Peter Pan was actually written in England? Hmm. Or maybe they did. Who knows? We're not the writers of the show. No, we're not on the magic board. <laughs> Okay, well, I think the next point's yours because we already talked yeah, you about already the talked return about the to Storybrooke. Who were the other shadows? Because there was three shadows that attacked. Mm-hmm. There was Pan's shadow. I'm assuming Rumble's shadow, but I'm not completely positive. And yeah. Greg's shadow. See, I didn't know if those were separate entities or just kind of like broken print. Like, a, you know, like other pieces of the same shadow entity. Can shadows they, do that? Well, I don't know, but they all disappeared as soon as the pan shadow got captured. They like they just run away. They didn't, they didn't run away, though. They just, like, dissolved in, like, this purple energy stuff. But it might have been – okay, maybe. Okay, I could see that happening if it was Greg's shadow because mm-hmm. that was his death by a shadow. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was somebody else that they um, – killed that way mm-hmm. so um sorry i need to see you. this for about a minute there <laughs> um i just i'm curious like i mean i'm sure he was just there to do his bidding obviously but mm-hmm. it seems like other shadows would be there too mm-hmm. like this whole shadow thing. oh yeah the dark hollow would the dark hollow has other shadows in place for shadows but how do the shadow like where do they come from does is rumple's shadow hiding in the shadows you know what I, like yeah what is rumple's shadow up to mm-hmm. which we get see, that soon i can't mm-hmm. wait to hear man <laughs> but see the one thing that really uh the one question that really hopped out to me with yeah. that whole sequence was will pan notice that his shadow is missing yes like and when will he notice that and when how he will summons it, it. <laughs> yeah but it, and i mean how will it affect the plot because that's definitely it, it could mean uh, success or failure for for our core group of characters. Really, it could. Um, I mean, he'll definitely know. And, and I mean, also from a practical standpoint, how are they planning on using the shadow to fly everybody home? Are they just going to tie the ship to it <laughs> or something? I would not put it past them. That would be a great. Visual, that would not actually. be the wor- like the weirdest thing they've done. <laughs> Maybe they'll turn him into a sail. Hmm. Yeah, like stretch them out. Shad- shadows are pretty bendy. I can see that. <laughs> Shine the right light on them, they get that big. Okay, um, but before we leave Neverland, what I really need to see, y'all, I really need to, I really want a full episode of Child Bay in Neverland, as well as the Wendy and uh, Michael and John backstory. Like, I need that. We still need to flesh out the whole Bay in Neverland backstory. We need a lot of Neverland-related backstory. We need Hook and Tink. We need Tink and mm-hmm. Bay. We need Bay and Pan. Yeah. Um. We have like an entire new series just getting all these backstories. Well, see, I I almost uh, – in tonight's episode when Bay and Tink met up – Two nights ago. Or yeah. Yeah, two <laughs> nights ago. Uh, but when Bay and Tink met, met up, I almost, I almost thought I saw something there. Like yes. a, a spark. I saw. You know, that might be an exit strategy for – for good old Neil, once you know they hashtag save Henry. Do you have to say hashtag? I I do. Okay, I do. I'm contractually I'm just, obligated to uh, say how hashtag. How much you making on that? Nothing. Zero dollars. 
Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> no, um, I definitely could see that there was some sort of a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it was It was like, oh. But then again, Bay was a kid. But then again, she's a fairy. So does age really count? And she hasn't aged. I I mean, a fairy can rob the cradle, but is it illegal? I mean, who knows? Who knows how old technically she is? Fairies might just like look older because no, they're not. And she was she was a newbie fairy too, right? So she was probably like you know twenty. Yeah. Now she does not look twenty. But (laughs) sorry, Tink. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Let's just yes, uh, and uh, next. See here. Oh, that was that. Um, and mine was followed up by "Welcome back, Tink." You could really could have reordered these. Um, <laughs> probably, probably. Because let's see, I just said all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, something I noticed in this episode yeah, let's go there. Uh, they, that I was kind of curious about. Can can you think of a time that Peter has ever lied? Ever like I- in stories we know or stories on here? In stories on here. Because I don't think he's I don't think he has. he's ever told a lie. He's always he uses the proper he uses just the right wording to not make it a lie. Mm-hmm. Like when it, in tonight's episode, when Henry was like Henry was like, "How do I know you're not keeping them from me?" And he was like, "I'm not, I'm not holding, holding them prisoner." Yeah, you know and, that and, was that was really the clutch on that mm-hmm. one. Is like, no, he's really not lying. He's yeah, in that's he's the thing. Stopping I, them. <laughs> I really don't think he's ever told a lie, and he's also said point bla- blank that Henry can save magic. So obviously, that's not a manipulation. That's true to some degree, but how is it in a what, fake out? Yeah, is well, what, what when I kind we of see the preview. About. That'll be part of it, mm-hmm, probably. Um, but spoilers, spoilers. Oh, yeah, I love her. <laughs> um, History of Skull Rock. History of Skull Rock. Share okay. with me because I, I can't place it. I haven't had time to read. I went ahead it. and looked this up, and I, I I knew I remembered it from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, really? Yeah, but basically, it's a uh, it it's from at least uh, the uh, Disney Peter Pan movies. I don't know. If, I don't don't think it's from the original story at all. Oh, really? But uh, Skull Rock served as one of the only places that a pirate could call home in Neverland, other than the jo- Jolly Roger. It's where Captain Hook and Mister Smee took Tiger Lily to make her reveal the whereabouts of Peter Pan's hideout. However, since Skull yeah, Rock we was surrounded, seen any Indians. no, it, not yet. Maybe They're maybe on Skull, it's Skull Rock. Rock. Sorry, but uh, however, since Skull Rock was surrounded by water, that meant that the crocodile could come in to try to eat Hook. In return to Neverland, Skull Rock was abandoned for reasons unknown, though it may have been too dangerous. So basically, it's a nice creepy visual from the original movie where they set one or two scenes and uh, probably holds some special significance that it didn't originally. Okay. That uh, we'll we'll see in the next couple. Well, episodes. in Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Yeah, there's a section. There's skull is it mentioned in that? Yes, yeah, because I just Rock know that the it episode was... the key to Skull Rock, where Jake, Izzy, Cubby, and Scully journey to Skull Rock <laughs> to unlock a door with a key given to them by Peter Pan. Interesting. That's almost kind of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Because so uh, if, if you're unfamiliar with Jake and the Neverland Pirate, it's a it's a Disney Channel cartoon that's set in the same universe as the old Disney Peter, Peter Pan, Pan movie. Uh, but uh, main, mainly different characters except for Captain Hook and Smee. Yeah. And Peter Pan. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds that's actually... kind of pretty similar to what he's wanting Henry to do. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> no, he that was mentioned this episode. Yeah, it was mentioned more in depth on the preview. Kind now of. it's a spoiler. Now it's a spoiler. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, take it away. So uh, let's see here. What? We're at the rating part. Sorry. Oh. Out of uh, 15 
Zippo fuses. <laughs> How many Zippo fuses would you give this episode? 13. Why? Because it was good and a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you expect me to say. Um, we go through this every week. I know we do. This is our banter. This is what they expect from me, okay? <laughs> um, no, um, I liked – well, we got to go to Storybrooke. That mm-hmm. made me so happy. We got to see characters that you just didn't know if we were going to get to see in Storybrooke. There was no – you knew we'd see the um, the team of seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it feels really weird calling them that ever. <laughs> um, but I didn't know we were going to get to see Blue Fairy, mm. which makes me happy and giggle. And also we should probably point out it, it was really cool. They went ahead and reshot the scene yes! from the promo from this summer. Yes. Okay. Which I thought Because I know neat. you all have watched the promo from – it was from Comic-Con, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just where they basically said, hey, we're going to have Ariel. Mm. And it was, you know, Grumpy eating the sandwich and floop a tail. Yeah. And they just took like a second unit uh, and went and shot it yeah, at, at you the short one day. They they probably already had that storyline written, but mm. she wasn't cast. Yeah, because they just wrote it, and um, yeah, it was really nice to see that again, mm-hmm. and that made me happy. And I just loved. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm not scared if you're a gun, not just because I don't know what it is. And I don't like the two of them were just so resourceful. Mm-hmm. And though I'm still curious how Bell knew to use that weird thing to read the silver dollar. Or the is that what it's called a silver do- not a silver dollar sand dollar sand dollar you know what I mean like she just yeah. walks over and picks something up points it at it and it starts glowing yeah and that, that was we didn't really touch on that but I'd like to that, go back to it that that, that was one other kind kind of thing I I saw in the episode was just that it seemed like Rumple put way too much faith it, it, not that he shouldn't yes. have but he put too way too much faith into Bell for no reason because if if the message was already sealed crossing realms and all that and that only bell could open it why be so vague about where the object actually was because you don't know if somebody had already gotten a storybook oh look somebody had already gotten a storybook this is true we don't know who all's still in storybook you know we have villains there i'm just saying maybe rumple could have maybe given her a little help but i think i don't know said hey remember that one time we had that one meal if you take the first letters of every I don't know, thing that was in that meal, then you get the location of the thing. You know, something. That made my head hurt. But I mean, you know, he he could have couched it in something. This is something, a concrete, he could have given her a riddle that was more concrete to help her find it instead of just being like, no, just believe in our love and you'll. The strength of our love will help you. You'll stumble across it. Yeah, but I mean, really, the teacup is that. But she just, she didn't believe in herself. That Mm. was the problem. And that's yeah. why it seemed too easy for her to get that message mm-hmm. because she just kept like staring at it. And then all of a sudden she just walks over and turns it on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not normal. This is <laughs> not nor- This is not a normal thing. You didn't discuss this at any point. I don't know. She just – her lack of faith is probably what's keeping mm-hmm. my number even down to a 13. Anyway, what do you, <laughs> what do you rate it at? I am going to rate it as a 12, not because I didn't like the episode, but, but because I have a feeling that the – the next episode, the, the next couple episodes are going to be so good that if I give it a really high rating, it's going to be completely imbalanced. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 12 for now on the promise of better episodes in the future. So okay, uh, okay. I'll I th- buy that. I I, th- I think I think we're about wrapped on on the uh, Dark Hollow here, which is surprising. Which okay. means uh, that it's about time to thank our sponsor Audible. Thank you, uh, Audible, for sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook. And for you, the listeners of Greetings from Storybrook, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity 
Ah. Opportunity. Opportunity to check out their service. Now, if you don't know what Audible is, basically what it is is a, a subscription service. You sign up for the subscription every month. You get a free audiobook or a free credit towards an audiobook. Most audiobooks mm-hmm. are a credit or so. And, uh, you know, you can just go there. You can load it up on your, your iPod, your Zoom, your Creative Zen Player. Mm-hmm. Uh, any device you could possibly think of, your PC, your Android tablet, uh, your Android your phone. phone, your Android watch, anything. Really pushing the Android. Yes. But uh, you can uh, you know, load up the audiobook and you can listen to it while you're out and about in the car, on the treadmill, walking, uh, running, swimming, if you have waterproof headphones. And uh, every week we like to uh, suggest a uh, a audiobook you can, you can get he's struggling tonight i'm sorry i know sorry sorry about that i'm still not 100 percent from last night but i'll be okay true no but uh, we like to recommend an audiobook every week and this week's audiobook recommendation uh, this actually might surprise Anne marie a little bit i'm i'm uh recommending uh one of uh the from the vampire series by Anne rice it's called pandora uh which no is a, i know you liked Anne rice oh did you know i like Anne rice we've known each other for how long now quite a while <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I wasn't sure. But uh, basically, I've for obvious reasons, I picked this because of Pandora's Pandora. Box in this week's episode. But it's also one of my favorite – because I've read the entire series and it's probably my favorite book of the series because it starts in – oh, I, what is it? Ancient Greece, I believe. It starts 2,000 years ago and comes up into the modern day with this uh, – girl named pandora who gets transformed into a vampire by oh i believe he was played by antonio banderas in interview with a vampire the i never saw he, that. he's kind of like a vampire reporter kind of like going <laughs> go, going around uh telling the tales of the vampires throughout all of time and uh, it, it's a really good book though so i would recommend checking that out or any other book you want too i mean you can definitely go back through our show notes over the past many many weeks and get all sorts of recommendations from the both yes, of us especially because i failed this week at getting a recommendation <laughs> but uh to download your free audiobook today pandora by ann rice or any book of you want uh go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook again that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook and we want to thank audible again for sponsoring this week's episode of greens from storybrook Anne Marie was making fun thank of me thank you audible and now on to the news News. Okay, first up, the ratings. Okay, so ratings here. At 8 p.m., ABC's Once Upon a Time built on its adult 18 to 49 lead-in by 62% to finish up as Sunday's number one scripted broadcast series. Out-delivering both of CBS's NFL overrun-boosted dramas, The Good Wife and The Mentalist, and each of Fox's first-run animated comedies on the night. So... Are they saying that uh, Once Upon a Time is better than The Simpsons? Yeah. I think that's what they're saying. They really are. And uh, they, there were some uh, some spoiler uh, picks and synopsis from next week's episode that we decided not to include, mainly because I didn't have enough time to get the link in your grammar to, say, to look at. I haven't even seen them, so that makes <laughs> But they're sense. out there. They're floating around if you want them. This isn't a spoiler party, though, so we will just we'll link to the promo in uh, the show notes. And there are a couple of interesting points. I know Anne-Marie had one in particular she wanted Where to point I? out. Uh, spoilers, if, if uh, you don't want to know anything about Oh, for the episode. preview? Yeah, for the preview. The heart. Yes, it appears that Henry is uh, taking out Peter Pan's heart here. Yes! Which is very interesting. That and, and the flying. See, oh. see my, my big standout moment was Rumpelstiltskin's sword. 
There's going to be hell to pay there. There's going to be hell to pay there. <laughs> but there's the flying. There's the flying. The it, mommies are flying. Yes, and I see more of a snow walking quickly through the woods with Charming behind her being like, Boy, that's oh, exciting. <laughs> Please talk to me. We're never leaving here, but talk to me. Yeah, they're never leaving Neverland. You think they're the ones that are going? I I think I think they're the one there if nothing else those characters are going to be left in Neverland. You think? I really do. I'm really getting that impression. That's nothing based on spoilers. That's just my feeling. This is good. Uh, yeah, but we also see that uh Regina's going to enlist Emma to help her with some uh Emma's got some strong magic. magic. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I she need can help light candles. with magic. <laughs> But maybe that means something went wrong with the shadow because if they kill Pan, mm-hmm. they kill Pan's shadow, mm. right? I can't imagine. My- well, no, because Greg's shadow lives on to the best of our knowledge. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. I guess we'll have to. These are things that obviously way. just appeared in my <laughs> head, so they're not thought through. Okay, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it you know, if you want to look at that promo. Awesome. Greetings from Storybrook.com is where we keep our show notes and our archives and everything else. As long as archives knocked out. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to anybody who had trouble oh, yeah, over the past we couple of weeks. Mention that. Yeah, the uh, archive.org where we host our podcast because uh well I was tired of having my webs all of my websites slammed on Sunday or Monday nights when I'm you not guys tired of it. Record or when you guys pull down the episode. But it, we started hosting them on archive.org and wouldn't you know it? archive.org had a fire last week uh which i you no know no one was hurt no nothing one was, hurt, was no, lost no data was lost which is that's the really, big thing because no, you know the it's the internet well it's the internet archive it's an archive of the internet since 1996 i don't know if i need that's my like archive. the library is of alexandria being burned down it would be What's a tragedy that? i'll leave that alone <gasps> but uh, <laughs> in, in, anyway uh yeah sorry if anyone had trouble downloading the podcast i tried to you know, put an extra copy in my Dropbox and on our website, and I was tweeting people trying to solve the issue and uh, get as much as we could out there for you uh, if you were looking for it. But uh, now we're going to move into listener feedback. As always, you can email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at GFStorybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And voicemail, which we love, absolutely love, always play them. Voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And like we said, we play them pretty much every time, including this voicemail. From Robert. From Robert. Hey, Bill and Ann. Greetings from Bradenton. This is uh, Robert. And I wanted to call with some uh, crazy theories about uh, once. I usually call about Wonderland, but I've never called about once proper. First of all, I'd like to say I'm definitely Team Anne because uh, uh, Hook and Emma together is just ew. Um, if they do that, they should just do a clip show from the set of, the, of uh, Jerry Springer. But uh, moving on, as far as the identity of Peter Pan, I for sure thought it was going to be Rumpel's uh, shadow in the box and seeing Wendy and John and Michael totally threw me off. But as far as Peter Pan's father, um, or Peter Pan, rather, I'm pretty sure it's Rumpel's father. Um, they've been le- putting little hints out all season. I mean, who else would make him breakfast or know what his favorite breakfast was? And, you know, the whole uh, quote tonight about lineage of Henry and whatnot. I'm pretty sure Pan is Rumpel's father, and the reason he's a coward is because he went to Neverland so that he didn't have to 
fight in the Ogre War. The only way you didn't fight in the Ogre War is if you were under 14. So what better way to do that than to make yourself young again and go to a place where you'll never grow old. Anyway, uh, that's my two cents. Enjoyed hearing your podcast. You know, I've heard a lot of people theorize that Peter might be Rumpel's brother or best friend or, or whatever. Or same but, person. Or same person, but never his father. And that actually makes a lot of sense, especially with what you said about the Ogre Wars. But how do you make yourself younger? What do you mean? Because he'd have had to, he's definitely older than 14. This is true. Uh, maybe. And he even said he made himself younger. Hmm. Or maybe he just ran away to Neverland. I don't also, know. He I'm, doesn't look old enough to have a child. I mean, he could have reversed age. She could, I mean, and I mean, well, you know, back in the in the, day, in the, in the in, back in the day, uh, you know, fourteen years old, that was almost time for retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it could be one of those situations too. But it's hard to say. Interesting. I guess we'll find out. But I really like the theory, Robert. Thanks yes, for uh, and, calling in. And thank you, as always, for your voicemails. We really do appreciate them on mm-hmm. here and on Wonderland for sure. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, if uh, people didn't notice, we didn't put out a Wonderland episode this week. We had a, a bit of a a scheduling snafu. A scheduling but snafu. But hopefully, we will be next back. week's a better episode anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we we weren't too fond of this episode, but we're gonna do kind of a super mega episode, double episode to catch up on it, and with probably, two guests, hopefully. with two guests. Yeah, so uh, Rebecca and. Uh, Snow Bunny. Snow Bunny, uh, who was supposed to join us last week, but we ended up having some scheduling issues. But you want to go ahead and read this next day? Well, this was a Facebook post, This right? is a Facebook post from our buddy, Hope. Um, I loved Dark Hollow. It was so good seeing the whole Storybrooke gang again. Though this whale watcher was sad that I didn't get to see my favorite <laughs> character, Whale. The re- reveal of the Darling Boys was a great twist. A bit of a side note with Good Morning Storybrooke and Nova and Leroy not working out there. I wonder if they're going to see another love interest for Leroy. Mm. I like it. <laughs> um, but I also wonder if we should consider GMS Canon. Good morning, Storybrooke. Canon. Canon. Yeah. Oh, Canon. Uh, conti- or what's true within the okay. story world? Oh, uh, okay. World of the show. I'm not, yeah. I'm not smart. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, I was sad that Prince Eric didn't make an appearance in this. Yeah. Um, I love seeing Ariel so naive in town. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I didn't, don't think Emma should be worrying about relationships with Hook and Neil, that she should be focusing on Henry. I cheered when she told the guys she chose Henry over them. Overall, it was a great episode. She did call us out on that. She when did. When we were having our shipping poll. But which, they, then again, to be fair, when we're right on stuff, we we shout it from place. the mountaintop. So I think I think we should take oh, no, a moment. Oh, no, I totally. I, I think we should take okay. a moment to give Hope a hand. I'm the one clapping enthusiastically. I'm clapping enthusiastically. Okay, fine. <laughs> there we go. That's enthusiastic. <laughs> um, uh, well, well, I do want to mention thank you, Hope, for <laughs> writing as always. I don't know what is up with him tonight. Um, but I, I, I do want to mention we got emails from both Amy and Danya that were pretty long, so we didn't want to take too much time to put them in here, but we are going to be featuring them on the blog this week. Uh, I will. You will be uh, doing Amy. I will be replying to Amy. And I will be doing the other one. Sort of like we did a couple weeks ago when we had a couple yeah. of long ones. We each just went in mm-hmm. and you know gave a little bit of our feedback. Yeah, and I so. mean, if you ever want to check those out, if you go to the website, greetingsfromstorybrook.com, it, there's a fan letters link right up at the top. Oh, if you want it is to, there. Yeah, so you can... I should probably go to the website once in a while yeah maybe once in a while (laughs) i don't do much there okay you want to go ahead and read this next sure okay this is from ava hey great episode seemed a bit 
a, like a filler though. Were you watching the same episode as the rest of us? <laughs> okay, just saying. Um, I loved Ariel this episode. It's not because I don't know what a gun is. Um, also this week, for the first time in probably the entire series, both Captain Swan and Swanfire will agree on something, that the fight with the lighter was embarrassing. <laughs> yes. Um, I started this episode heavily disappointed in Neil, which was fir- a first considering the fact that I love Neil. True dad, sister. Um, he is one of the most complex characters I've seen on TV in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disappointed. <laughs> you don't agree with that, do you? Um, no, I like Neil. Oh, okay. I really do like Neil, which is why it's so sad that Emma's not going to end up with him. Go ahead. Um, I was disappointed because while Hook has no emotional connection to Henry, Neil does. He's his father. And yet he's vying for Emma's affections, almost risking the mission for everyone. But towards the end, when he admits his mistake and apologized to Emma, was definitely pushed to the wait, apologized to Emma, was definitely pushed towards the island. Hashtag Team Anne Marie. <laughs> Uh, because I feel that once someone has a child, the most attractive part of them is how far they will go for them, the child. Um, mm-hmm. I was really mad at Hook this episode for pushing himself on Emma. I felt like we were back to scrolling, scrolling. When I jab you with my sword, you'll feel it. Yeah. Uh, I personally thought it was disgusting and he didn't apologize to Emma for practically jeopardizing her one hope of getting home. Kisses. Thank you, Ava. <laughs> Yes, uh, very good episode. And yeah, I definitely like Neil. Like, no one. Oh, just, no, I know you just like Just because Neil. I'm a Captain Swan, don't think I don't like Neil. Because I, I, I love Neil. Actually, how awkward must it be for Hook to meet this unrelated woman, kind of fall for her, and then find out that she is the mother of the child of some kid you met years and years ago who was also the son of your ex girlfriend? Yeah, exactly. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody pointed out, it's Jerry Springer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so would you like me to read this one as well? Yeah, my voice is a little... Yeah, you're getting a little shaky and we're mm. getting there. Okay, this one's from Emily. Hey, guys, I think this was the first episode in which I honestly believe that everyone was character correct. Emma was badass. Can I say that? Um, and you can say that this time. <laughs> and standing up for herself. Snow was cautious but forgiving. Where was the forgiveness? I missed the forgiveness. Um, and they, 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 they came to a little bit of an agreement. Like okay. that was messed up what you did, but I'm. I now still th- love now you. Now that you admit that, you know, we can start Move to maybe. On. talk. Um, and annoy, not annoying, um, charming. Charming was an idiot, a hot idiot. Because I mean, Josh Dallas, guys, come on. And Hook was finally who I wanted him to be—an arrogant but beautiful pirate. <laughs> True. He definitely was. Guy Liner. Um, he finally resorted to a bit, a bit too early – oh, a bit too early season two hook. Sorry, reading not my specialty. Um, he was totally kissing and telling, gloating and pushing himself on Emma a bit. So congratulations, Andrew Chambliss and uh, – uh, Kalinda Vasquez. Thank you for being the only people that can truly write Captain Hook. But out of everyone on the island, I was most impressed by Neil Fire. As a person who gave up Emma Emma shipping after Grema sank season <laughs> one, I was unimpressed by both suitors, but Neil was very mature, well, most of the time this episode. At the cave, when Hook was gloating, you could tell the effort he is putting into not clocking him right in the head. He understands... He understands that he doesn't own Emma and Emma doesn't owe him anything. But I love the little jabs he gave. She must have been too busy saving our son. (laughs) Um, I laughed so much at that 
point. So in greetings from Storybrooke-esque fashion, I give this episode 7.7 coconut jails out of 10 coconut jails. I remember reading that one. I like that. Why do you think I didn't choose coconut jails as our measurement? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know. I know. We didn't even really mention the coconut jails and how cool was mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Anyway, continue. But I I didn't really think Hook was gloating so much as he just assumed that Neil heard what they were saying in the cave. Yeah. Because, I mean, it came up in the cave twice. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how he missed that. Well, I mean, he was all the way over on that, that other rock, yeah, you yeah, know, with true. some windy, echoey, cavey kind of things going around. But, yeah, I didn't think he was gloating, but I could definitely but see that interpretation, But it appears you're the only too. person who doesn't think he was gloating. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have at least four people saying it. Okay, and we're going to close out with a short one from Chris Tipton here. Uh, and Chris says, all right, Anne-Marie, you got your wish. Hashtag Team Anne-Marie is the best now woo, exists. Woo, woo, woo. Love your show. <laughs> First time writing in. Have been with you since the beginning. Swanfire forever. I really should have read this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I did a better job on the forever, though. Eva! Sorry. But uh, thank you, Chris. And uh, we want to thank Joanne, Ashley, and Petrina, who all wrote in uh, wonderful, beautiful letters that we I, I personally did read. We did uh, read them. But uh, we just didn't have time to fit them in today. Uh, we also wanted to uh, point out, and this is something that, you know, obviously people who comment there know about, but a lot of people might not. If you go to the episode links on our website at greetingsfromstorybrook.com, there's usually every comments. week one or two comments every week that are really, really good, including a really wonderful theory that the person who wrote it said, don't mention this on the episode. So oh, I'm yeah, not we going have had, to. I don't even, but if you go, if you go, yeah, but if you go back to our last episode, and look at the comments. There's a really, really good theory that I think might be dead on, but I promised her I wouldn't say anything about it on Wasn't it also this week that there was, like, article fighting on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. The Facebook has been really hopping, too. Facebook has been crazy. <laughs> um, and usually that's me mm. bringing that in. I just want to mm. say, go over there. There's some articles. Yeah. There's some really Lots good points activity. in all of the comments. Mm-hmm. If you want to meet up with some other greetings from Storybrooke listeners and uh, you know talk some once upon a time, the Facebook is the place to do it, I think, is kind of well, becoming... Yeah, I mean, that's as close as we have to like mm. a forum, because yeah. we're just not quite doing the that. The Facebook or the comments on the episode. Yeah. Uh, definitely check this out if you aren't already. Uh, and you can also – you can email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweeter. Tweeter? You, you can tweet us. tweetering? <laughs> you can Twitter us uh, or tweet us <laughs> at GSStoryBrook. <laughs> the Facebook, which we mentioned, is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number, which we love, 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 love is it. 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And as we always say, run to your device or your phone right after the episode airs. Send them in to us to make sure they make it to the show. We usually record Monday nights, so you have some time. But we like to get them right away because it's always... It's really fun to wake up Monday mornings and have a full email box. <laughs> and also, sure. we know most of you are sitting there on your computer or on your phone, mm-hmm. live tweeting or Because you're tweeting us about it. Because you're right tweeting us back. right so after. why not just write us in at the yeah, same time? Yeah, just write an extra, like, two sentences. Why you gotta be so why mean? It's only the game. game. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're we've obviously people- gotten ridiculous, so I think we're going to need to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Where can people find you, Anne Marie? You can find me on Twitter at amd Simone, and I have recently started a blog. It is called Crunchy, Crafty, and Highly Caffeinated. <laughs> um, I'm over on WordPress. I'm over on the Facebooks. You'll find me. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Also, you can find me on Google Plus, google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can buy my new book, Dog Boy Den of Thieves. It's cool. I like it, but I might be biased at dogboyadventures.com. Well, so uh, there it is. Yeah, I guess that's about it. A day late, a buck short, writing the report. But it's a little long. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Until next time. (laughs) Until next time. Greetings from Storybrooke. Hey, I I like that song. It's a good song. I don't know the song, so I don't get it.